and welcome back to the Carson Daily Show, the crypto culture talk show nobody asked for. I came across some pretty big updates this week in my internet perusing and during my hours of Twitter doom scrolling. Cars, makeup, and bags. No, I'm not talking about what I want for my birthday. I'm talking about big brands and their latest Web3 developments. But first, my favorite story I came across this week, a story of gay victory, a story that highlights the power of queer essence, my new hero, Maya Arson Crime Last Thursday, a Swiss hacktivist announced the acquisition of a 2019 version of the U.S. government's no-fly list, a list of people banned from U.S. travel due to known or suspected terrorist ties from an unsecured server owned by an Ohio-based regional airline. The 23-year-old non-binary trans lesbian hacktivist revealed the news in an extremely cute pink blog post titled How to Completely Own an Airline in Three Easy Steps. Before I explain each step, as defined by the legendary Maya, we need to talk about this blog. There are no words to capture the genius of this early millennia neoclassic Y2K aesthetic, which features a full bleed, Pantone magenta background, iconic Times New Roman font in purple, cat pixel art, flashy ACAB gifts, and vaporwave image distortion. It's absolutely stunning, and it is giving major hacker Barbie core. Okay, so step one is just boredom. Like, unreal, just like the rest of us, this bitch gets bored. While some of us doom scroll on TikTok, Maya exhibits truly God-tier behavior and instead spends time looking for vulnerable Jenkins servers. Step two, access vibe check. Can Maya get in? Is there anything good here? Can we be blessed by the Jenkins gods and get anonymous admin access? Step three, finger through a few different dogs until you find a CSV file named No Fly. And there you have it. This is how you completely own an airline in less than a day with very low effort and plenty of time and personal interest. Queer hacktivists are truly in a league entirely of their own, and you can't convince me otherwise. Honestly, this was the most exciting news I picked up on all week, and it's not even technically related at all to Web3. But that doesn't matter because this is my show, and I report on what I want. One thing people in Web3 did not want was to participate in sports car legacy brand Porsche's poorly planned and positioned NFT drop. The German automaker's drop focused on the iconic 911 sports car, and their approach was to drop 7,500 NFTs on the Ethereum blockchain to, quote, celebrate the vehicle and allow holders access to events and merch. Apparently, the collectors would then, quote, help design Porsche's future in the virtual world. Hold on. Why does it sound like by minting this NFT, you're committing to working for Porsche? Anyways, despite all of NFT Now's best efforts to polish a turd, the campaigning around the drop couldn't distract NFT Twitter's attention away from the nearly one ETH mint price. I'm guessing they thought they were being clever pricing the 3D 911 sports car models at 0.911 ETH, but ultimately it was labeled as a cash grab. 
After less than 2,000 of the 7,500 total token supply minted out, the brand's Web3 dedicated Twitter, another red flag if you ask me, announced that they'd stop the mint. The current floor price, or lowest costing token available in the secondary market, is right around the mint price. If you're interested in all the perks the Porsche NFT has to offer for a fraction of the price, you can head over to TurboSquid or CG Trader and buy the OBJ model for a quarter of the price. You're welcome. Another legacy company in the news this week for their Web3 efforts is makeup and skincare conglomerate L'Oreal and their NYX professional makeup brand. NYX is set to launch an online beauty incubator in the form of a DAO called Gorgeous. G-O-R-J-S. Gorgeous. Along with a thousand NFTs on the Ethereum blockchain called Fuck With Me Pass. The NFTs are set to drop on February 1st for 0.19 ETH or right around $300 at the time of this episode. The goal is to amplify the possibilities of exploring makeup in the metaverse and highlight 3D artists and creatives in the Web3 ecosystem. The Fuck With Me Pass is a soulbound token, meaning it can't be transferred beyond the token holder's wallet. Despite Nix having a huge global presence in nearly every drugstore, grocery store, and mid-tier department store, spokespeople for the drop clarified that the primary demographic is Web3 native creators and artists, which to me basically means that the Fuck With Me Passes aren't fucking with onboarding efforts at this time. That said, L'Oreal applied for a whopping 17 blockchain-related trademarks last year for its various brands. So it is possible that they'll make this a long-term play as Web3 evolves and gains mainstream traction. As someone who can neither create digital art using 3D software nor follow a makeup tutorial to save my life, this doesn't really affect me. What does affect me is the possibility that I can be prettier in the metaverse than I am in real life, which is all the more reason for me to never leave the house and exist only virtually as an online persona. We will check back on this next week to see if the Knicks drop success is enough to cover up the blemishes left by Porsche. This week is all about the big brands. Just yesterday, Vogue Business released a new extensive article reporting on what will be a historical trial at the intersection of fashion, digital art, and Web3 in Hermes versus Metabergens. The case is Hermes International and Hermes of Paris versus Mason Rothschild, the digital artist responsible for creating and releasing high-value NFT artworks inspired by the iconic Hermes Birkin handbag. What is being argued here is trademark infringement against First Amendment free speech protections. Experts say this case may even reach the Supreme Court as it addresses tension between tech and tradition. If you got the last episode of the Carson Daly Show with Omri Bhutan, we discussed the very topic of IP ownership and infringement at length. And as Omri explained, it's very hard to defend work as creative commentary protected by First Amendment rights when it comes to commercialization, which means no matter where this case goes, the mainstream consensus may be able to better define the value of digital art backed by NFTs. At what juncture is it art or is it a good? Can it be both? While this particular case is very public, it's not the first instance of massive legacy brands going after an independent artist in the Web3 space. Whatever the outcome is here will undoubtedly influence the future viability of the arguments in question. 
with Hermes being so iconic and the Birkin bag in particular having so much clout in mainstream pop culture, this particular case begs the question, why can Beyonce and West Side Gun and others nonchalantly place the product name and lyrics, but other independent artists can't weave its iconography into their own medium? I don't know. We will have to go back and ask Omri. In light of my news this week spotlighting big brands or big brands versus independent artists, I thought I'd use my NFA segment to highlight a call for artists I made on Twitter last night. So let's dive into not financial advice. This is NFA, but definitely check out the few artists who answered my call on Twitter last night uh, that I decided to shout out. If Tez and Techno Color is your thing, look no further than G Coffee, who can be found on Twitter at Digital Punks NFT. Interested in a little bit of 2D surreal anxiety? Check out Alter Lear on Twitter at Alter Lear 3. At Nick TK Pinto's photography style is unedited to give viewers and collectors the raw energy they capture. 3D photorealism, culture, and futurism is the recipe behind Miroslav's work. Check out what I mean on Twitter at Miroslav underscore IV. Rivers of Steel by Iggy Zooth combines audio and visual, taking you through an epic journey still unfolding by a series of unreleased and upcoming open edition mints. Evil gang-affiliated Mike Grill is a Photoshop savant, hype beast, culture capture, and renaissance extraordinaire. See for yourself on Twitter at Mike Grill Made It. Self-proclaimed and quote new to this, young artist Rain Wilder mixes Photoshop and Procreate, setting some cool scenes that tell mysterious stories. And last but not least, Choke, or at Choke Designs on Twitter, is a punk rock meta psychedelia machine with the crispiest renders in the replies. That concludes this episode's segment of NFA. Be sure to check out the episode description for direct links to the artist's profiles. And let me know if I was the catalyst for any collector artist matches made in heaven. That wraps another episode of the Carson Daily Show. I honestly have surprised myself that I am still doing this shit, but I have no plans of stopping. How could I? How could I stop? I could never stop because you already know you can't go a week in crypto without me. For more episode leaks and calls for participating on this podcast, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carson Daily. And if you're not already, you better follow this fucking channel and rate me five stars. People have been asking when I'm going to drop full videos of my shows, and I have decided I won't until I have 200 consistent listeners an episode. So if you want to see my sexy ass, you better tell your friends to come listen to me talk my shit. The Carson Daly Show is a essential media production written by me and my better comedic half, James Carr, with music by Woody. See you next Tuesday. Bye.